There's a quote that says, start the walk and the way will appear. In 2018, I unknowingly started my journey into becoming unique. My journey started with choosing me and understanding that self-love and self-care are so important in the evolution of you. There is no magic blue pill to transformation. It's all about the journey. The journey of self-love, self-care, being consistent, showing up for yourself, investing in yourself. The Become a Unique Podcast is a place where you can be well and be you. Welcome. You have truly arrived to a safe space. Be prepared to grow in such a beautiful way. Let's get this show started. Hey, y'all. So today, we are about to be exposed to another new healing tool, for me at least. I know I've gone 46 years of my life without hearing about EFT. (laughs) So if I've gone 46 years without hearing about EFT, I know there has to be others. And if you already know about EFT... I definitely suggest you still tune in because you never know what new things you may learn or hear about and so on. So yeah, oh my goodness. I am just so amazed that all of these healing tools that I am learning about in my middle ages of life that have have existed for quite some time and to know that these exist. I like to say that there is no magic blue pill out there. You know, it's really about a lifestyle and a journey and being open to, you know, try different things out. You know, Um, I think we are all on a healing journey within all of our lives. I don't think any of us is walking this perfect, (laughs) picture perfect life. You know, we all have stuff to to work through and get through. And yeah, this this episode is pretty lengthy, so I'm not going to chit chat too much, but as always, I definitely suggest you listen to this episode in its entirety. And this episode is also on YouTube. So if you want to get the visuals and and see the technique in person and see me and my beautiful guests' face in person, definitely go to the YouTube link and check us out. But otherwise, let's get right into today's episode. Let's go. Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have such a beautiful and amazing guest by the name of Lauren. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me today. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to get into conversation with you, but you're going to have to first start off by telling everyone who is Lauren. (laughs) Yeah, so I am an integrative energy practitioner. And I help people reduce their stress and anxiety so that they can feel calm and at ease in their bodies. And I specialize in something called the emotional freedom technique. It's also referred to as tapping. And I think that's what we're going to be chatting about today. (laughs) Hey, 
Okay, well, you're in the right field with helping people to relieve stress and anxiety. I feel like, you know, the conversation about stress and anxiety is at its all-time high. I feel like when I was growing up, I didn't even know what these words were. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. We all have some level of stress and anxiety in our lives, whether it's, you know, personal stuff or business stuff. There's there's always something that is... uh, that, that we can release right yeah <laughs> so and I better and I feel like it's hitting so you know because I feel like my kids are like constantly stressed all the time I'm like do I remember being stressed when I was a kid <laughs> so you know so definitely learning new techniques and helping you know to help our loved ones and ourselves you know address you know the, what seems to be an everyday concern which is stress yeah. and anxiety it's so tr- yeah, it's so true. Our kids are really are really dealing with a lot of stress and mm-hmm. pressure. And I think some of that has to do with social media and feeling like they need to, you know, keep up with their friends. And some of it's just schoolwork related. But yeah, my kids are feeling it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I'm so excited to get into top into to to well, I'm tongue twisted today into today's <laughs> topic. But before we jump into it, I have had such a huge focus around self care on this podcast. And this season, I'm asking all of my guests, you know, do they have an affirmation that they can share with us? Because affirmations are a strong part of my self care ritual. Yeah, all the answers are within. That's one of my favorites. Yes. Yes, all the answers are within, within. yes, yes. And sometimes we need a little help accessing those answers, but we have it all. We we have everything that we need. We just need to access those answers. Yes, okay, amazing. I love that. Um, So let's get into it. Yeah. What is EFT also known as tapping and like what's the history behind it? Yeah. So EFT, which is the emotional freedom technique, is this process that helps you do just that. It helps you find freedom from your emotions. And it is a process of gently tapping on certain points of the body while simultaneously acknowledging the emotions that you are feeling. This is a tool that can help with a wide variety of conditions. So it can definitely help with anxiety and stress like we were talking about, but it can also help with physical pain. It can help with insomnia. It uh, has been shown to help with PTSD symptoms. And so it can sound weird, especially if you've never heard of this before, this idea of tapping on yourself to feel better. So if you're skeptical, it's okay. I was skeptical when I was introduced to this. When I talk about it, I often compare it to acupuncture. So when you go to an acupuncturist, they take those tiny little needles and they put them in at certain points of your body. With tapping, we are applying acupressure to some of those same points. Mm-hmm. And those points are the end points of the meridians. And so meridians are talked about a lot in Chinese medicine. And it's this idea that our energy moves through our meridians. And sometimes that energy can get stuck. And tapping is one tool to help that energy get going. And I know that can be also a hard thing for people to wrap their heads around. Like, oh, my energy gets stuck in my meridians? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it it's true. And while, you know, 
if you went in for a scan, you're not going to see meridians in your in your body. You know, in Chinese medicine, this is a widely accepted practice. But there also is a lot of studies, are a lot of studies that have been done that back up what's happening in the brain as you're tapping on these points to help you feel better and creating these new neural pathways that um, that uh, within the brain, so that we're thinking about things differently. Wow. Um... So much, so much to tap into. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because okay, so we started off stress, anxiety, definitely topics that definitely we want to address within our lives. But you also said it helps with pain, like physical pain. Yes. Now, when you say it helps with physical pain, like what about something like someone has a dislocated something or something is really at a place that needs to be like, like physically fixed somehow, like, is it able to help with that type of pain or? So, yeah. So even when there is a, yeah, like when there's a reason for the pain, right? So let's say you were in a car accident, you, and you really injured yourself, injured your shoulder or something. Um, that, you know, you would think in your head, like, okay, I know why I'm in pain and, you know, tapping on it isn't going to help. Yeah. But what it, what it, it does, it can help. And the reason is, is because a lot of the time, even when there is a reason for the pain, a specific event that happened, there's also an emotional component to the pain. And mm. so what I mean by that is, let's say you have this terrible shoulder injury, right? And now you have uh, restricted movement within within the shoulder. So then mm-hmm. maybe there's this fear that comes up. Well, if I do this activity, am I going to be in pain? And then that causes anxiety and that causes stress. And you kind of get caught in this fear, anxiety, stress, pain loop. And so tapping can help because it can help to break that loop and it can help with the, the fears that you're having. And then, you know, sometimes and I think the best example of this, sometimes are we hold on to our pain in a in a physical way, right? So, or our emotions can can manifest themselves physically. And I think people can relate to that with stress and anxiety. So when you're stressed out and you're feeling overwhelmed, where do you feel that in your body? You know, most mm. people will have an immediate answer to that. They'll say, oh, I get, you know, I get chronic headaches or my neck and my shoulders feel feel really tight or some people get stomach aches, right? But it's not just with anxiety and stress that that happens. That happens with every emotion that we haven't allowed ourselves to process. So I kind of think of it as this, you know, when when things happen, we have these experiences in, in our lives and the experiences have emotions attached to them. And when the emotions are not acknowledged and we, you know, and when we, when we're experiencing uncomfortable emotions, we don't like that. We don't enjoy that. So we shove it down and we distract ourselves with something else. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we shove stuff down for a long enough period of time, it's, Mm -hmm. it's going to come out in some way. And sometimes that's emotionally and sometimes it's, it's physically. So even when, even when an injury, you know, has a distinct reason for it happening, there still can be that emotional component tied to it. Okay. So it's all within the title, EFT, emotional freedom technique. Um, (laughs) So is there, how long has it been around? Because this is very new to me. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I'm 
in my mid forties and just hearing of it. Um, I'm sure there's other people that's never heard of it before. How long has this been around? Like, is there a little bit of history behind it? Is it like an ancient practice or is kind of like a new wave of an ancient practice? Yeah. So before EFT, there was something called TFT, thought field therapy, which um, was then adapted in the 1990s by Gary Craig, who developed EFT, which is a much simpler version of TFT. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that still don't know, know about it, but I do feel like it's, it's growing. The mm-hmm. awareness around it is, is growing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's generally new. Like, so yeah, early 1990s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the 1990s, cause you know, a lot of times we'd be like, oh, this is ancient, you know, <laughs> Chinese medicine from thousands of years ago. Okay, so this is good to know. So I think we have a good baseline on what EFT is. Um, Now, when you were describing, you know, EFT or emotional freedom therapy or tapping or um, techniques or tapping, you had mentioned the meridians. And what are the meridians? Yeah, the meridians are, are, you know, I think of it as like our blood moves through our veins and you can think of your energy moving through your meridians. And so when you go to an acupuncturist, right, and they're taking those little needles, they are the points that they're putting them in at are like the end points of where those meridians end. So each meridian has a starting point and an ending point in in the body. Um, And in Chinese medicine, each meridian is associated with a uh, with different organs in the in the body. And so it's just a different different approach to um, health and wellness. Okay, but we if we take an x-ray, we're not going to be able to see the meridians. It's kind of like the chakra system. You know, it exists, but you just got to just know, <laughs> know where it's at. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If you're not going to, you're not going to see those show up on a scan or, or anything like that. No. Okay. And then like, are there, is the meridian, like, you know, how the chakra is like, oh, from this point to this point kind of system, like system, are the meridians like throughout the whole body or is it just kind of like certain areas throughout the yes, body? There are meridians that are throughout the whole body. They can run, they, they're long, they run. There's a book, um, you know, it's, it's easier to kind of visualize, visualizing yeah. it. Um, and this is also something that's talked, I'm also a yoga teacher. So it's talked a lot about in, in yoga and, um, and in moving the energy, because just like how tapping helps you to move energy, um, yoga helps you to move energy, dancing helps you to move energy. Um, you know, any type of, any type of movement can really help you to help you to move energy. And so, these meridians, I'm just, I just pulled this book out that I have right here. So for those people that are looking on YouTube, you can can see this. So you can see, you know, they start, it can start all the way at the top of the head and come all the way down to the foot, but there are different ones throughout the entire, throughout the entire body um, that are, that are related to uh, the, to the different organs. But with tapping, what we do is we just tap on certain points. It's not like you don't tap on one area. If you have an issue with this part of your body, it's not like that. You just tap on all of the points, um, as, uh, as part of the protocol. Okay. Okay. So, um, now you have mentioned, you know, some of the benefits like the stress, the anxiety, the physical pain, the PTSD, are there any more benefits that tapping can, you know, someone can benefit from doing the tapping? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it can also help you find that connection with your your intuition, your your higher self. It's really a process of connecting the mind and the body, really helping that communication system between the mind and the body. And I think that that can open doors to a, a lot of different things, you know, because oftentimes, too often, I think, you know, when we feel something physically, that's uncomfortable, right? Like I think about the time that I was training for uh, a race, and I was running, and I started having this, this pain in my ankle, but I kept running through it, right? I think that's a lot of the time what people do, we push through the pain, we power through, we keep going. And then the pain got worse, you know, it wasn't just when I was running, then it started to be when I was walking, then it started to be when I wasn't walking at all, right? And because I did not listen, I was not listening to that. And yeah. then it turns out that I, I ended up having a hairline fracture in my, in my ankle. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and so that's an extreme, that's an extreme case. But if we don't listen, when our body is whispering, we are going to hear it scream. And that yeah. is on every, on every single level. So tapping helps you to really tune inward and acknowledge your feelings, hold space for the emotions so that you can move through them and, um, and then begin to think about them differently. Mm. And when we think about things differently, then we feel differently. And when we feel differently, we take different action. And when we take different action, we get different results. So, you know, whether that's wanting to have the result of reducing your anxiety and stress or reducing your physical pain or changing beliefs that you've had that have been Mm -hmm. holding you back in your life in certain ways, you know, that's another thing that tapping can help with is like changing the, changing the negative beliefs. Like, so limiting beliefs, like I'm not good enough or, who am I to do this work? Or, you know, mm-hmm. that, just that loud voice, that voice can get yeah, real yeah, loud. Yeah, that chicken chatter. Yeah. That and, chicken-a-chatter. you know, some, sometimes that stuff comes from, you know, things that have happened all the way back in childhood. And then it's these layers upon layers. And so tapping is this really gentle way of peeling back those layers to get mm-hmm. to the root of why we're feeling the way that we're feeling. And then being able to release that and create these new neural path- pathways so that we can think differently and feel differently. Yeah, you, um, yeah, re- really good information. So you had said like, when you do tapping, you don't necessarily tap on the location. Like, let's say my shoulder hurts. I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm just tapping here. We kind of go through all of the the meridians. There are different, tapping. there's different points. I mean, if you want, I can walk you points. through where the, where the points are that we tap on. Yeah, I definitely want to do that at the end. I just want to um, probably just um, get a little more baseline um, around the uh, the tapping. But definitely when we close out this episode, I want to go through like some type of uh, some type of tapping series. So um, how fast can someone see the results? So like they're like. Yeah, it depends. And, you know, it depends on a lot of different things. It depends on the person. It depends on how long have they been dealing with this issue? Has this been something that's been, you know, plaguing them for years? Or is it more of a new issue that's come up? How ready are are they for healing? And that what I mean by that is sometimes we need to think about things a little bit, a little bit differently. Most people, when you say, are you ready for, for healing? They're like, yes, of course I'm ready for healing. You know? <laughs> like, uh, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who, who wouldn't say that, uh-huh. but um, you know, you need to be able to pause and reflect and think about things differently. And I always give this example of um, a client that came to me who was in a lot of physical pain 
and we were doing some tapping. And when I paused and asked the question, is there any sort of benefit for you being in this pain? Can you think of any benefit? She didn't just immediately say no. She really stopped and she thought about it. And she said, well, because I'm in this pain, my kids are coming over a lot more often to visit me. Mm. And so then that opens another door, right? And so then it's like, okay, so if you're feeling well, are, is there a fear or a concern that your kids aren't going to be coming over? And then we can use those words and tap on the points with those words. And it's very much an organic process of, you know, one thought leads to leads to another. And yeah. so, you know, your readiness to really look at things like that and think about things differently um, is going to impact how quickly you'll see results too. Mm, so it, you know, so interesting that you had um, asked her that question. Did you ask ask her the question, kind of knowing that was the like she was holding herself back from the healing process? For I and, wasn't sure. I, yeah, I you know, I think you know sometimes I'll get like hunches or like intuitive, yeah. little, you know, taps. I'll I'll call it, but yeah. um, I didn't know. I I wasn't sure, but it, it's it's an interesting question. Like what, you know, whether that's, you know, physical pain or, or emotional pain, like what kind of benefit are you getting out of this situation? And, you know, a lot of the time we hold on to things as a mode of protecting ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And we may do that consciously. Right. And I think about like someone whose automatic response is, is to get angry. Right. They get, they flip a switch and they get really angry. And that anger is, is, most of the time covering up some sort of hurt, right? Yeah. And so being able to really look at things a little bit more, a little bit more uh, deeply, I guess, or shifting your perspective on it or looking at it from different angles can, can really help you to see things differently. Yeah, okay. So the timing with like seeing the benefits or the, um, getting the healing effects of tapping it, it's variable it yeah. depends on the situation it depends on you know <laughs> where you are at with your healing process are you unconsciously holding back because for example not to use your um client again you unconsciously kind of want the sympathy you know you want the the flow of the sympathy and I almost not with your client I just when you said that I just thought about you know within life sometimes that I throughout the years I've looked I'm like Hmm. Do are they looking for this attention? You know, because they're in this um vulnerable, or weaker, weaker place. Um, it's just you know, just interesting. Um, behind that. Okay, so can tapping be done wrong? wrong. So yeah, like wrong. No, right? they're real. Yeah, no, there's no wrong way of doing it. So you can um, you can tap on the points. That's typically what we do. We, you can hold just hold gentle pressure on the different points. You can skip points if you know. Sometimes tapping on certain points is bothersome to some people, so you can just skip over that point. Um, sometimes tapping in general can bother people. I've worked with clients that have fibromyalgia, and just the act of tapping on themselves is uncomfortable. So you don't have to do that. Like I said, you can hold the pressure, or if even that is bothersome, you can just close your eyes. And as long as you know where the points are, kind of visualize yourself touching, touching the points. There's no, there really is no wrong way of doing it. You can spend longer amounts of time on each point or shorter amounts of time. It's really about tuning into what feels good in your body. Mm, okay. Okay. So that's good to know because, um, okay. So, but if they're hitting the wrong points, like, are there any wrong points to hit? 
So you want to make sure that you're tapping in the correct area, right? Mm -hmm. But I think like in general, as far as like moving through the points, there's no wrong way of doing it. But you do want to make sure that you're tapping in the in the right area of the body to get the get the benefit from it. Okay. So you said um, all the many things that tapping can heal. Can it heal anything? Um, I think when there is like a, you know, a mind body component to it, I think it can definitely help. I'm not saying it's going to solve all the, all the world's problems or anything like that, but I do think so much of, you know, the, the pain that we experience, whether that's physical or emotional, that our mindset has a lot to do with it. And Mm -hmm. if we can give ourselves that gift of looking at things differently or taking, having a different perspective, a different vantage point, you know, I think it can really help you to, to feel better when you're, when you're in the feels, when you're, when you're really feeling something, whether it's angry or frustrated or sad, it's, it's like a whirlwind around you. And it's very hard to see anything outside of that because you're just in the midst of all of this, this emotion. But what tapping does is it helps to create this space between the feelings that you're having and where you're at so that you can look at it a little bit differently. And, and, and that can be really helpful. in I think a lot of areas of life. Mm. Okay. So if someone comes to you and they come to you, but let's say their parent takes them or the husband takes their wife or wife takes the husband's like, you gotta do this tapping thing. But they're like, this is hocus pocus, this woo woo. But they're kind of forced into it. The wife brings the husband. Well, do you think that person could see benefits, even though they're following your instructions, they're doing everything you're being told to do, but they're in their mind like, get this crap. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they can still reap some of the benefits? So I'll say this. I've had that happen, right? I teach workshops where, yeah, a a wife will bring the husband and he's like, yeah, I don't want to be here, you know? (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so I do think that you can be skeptical Mm -hmm. and if you're skeptical and open to doing this, yeah, it can work for you. If you are, you know, just sitting there and you're, you're going through the motions and maybe tapping on the points and maybe saying the things that I'm, I'm saying, but you're just like not allowing yourself to really tune inward, but instead you're thinking like, oh, this is, this is ridiculous. You know, this is (laughs) right. Like, but if you are allowing yourself to be like, okay, this is, if you start off like, okay, this is really weird. I'm not really sure about this, but I'm going to try this. The two most important things with tapping are really allowing yourself to tune in to have how you're feeling, focusing on how you're feeling, whether that's, you know, physical sensations that you're noticing in your body or emotions that you're, you're starting to feel in your body and then also uh, the words that you use are are really important too so I I do think there has to be an openness to wanting to try it because if you're completely closed off to it then you know I don't think that if when you're closed off to anything you're not gonna get the result that that you want okay okay so good to Good to know. So you were saying that you kind of like, they're not really saying, believing or saying the things you're you're saying. When you're tapping, are you supposed to be saying stuff like affirmations? Are you supposed to be talking or yes. you just go tap, 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 and then keep it moving? 
No, so you you are tapping and you're speaking. So uh, when you work one-on-one -on -one with a practitioner, you talk about whatever is going on, the issue that you're dealing with. So perhaps if you're dealing with an issue of feeling really anxious and overwhelmed, maybe you are aware of why you're anxious and overwhelmed, but sometimes you're not. Sometimes it's just this overall feeling of just anxiousness and you don't really know what's causing it. So with tapping, you can start off that global level and just use words that like this, like, even though I'm feeling really anxious, I'm honoring this feeling. And we would tap yeah. on the pinky side of the hand three times, even though I'm feeling really anxious, I love and accept myself. Mm. Even though I'm feeling really anxious and I'm not sure why, I'm open to seeing if tapping will help. And then we do what's called a reminder phrase and we tap on the other po uh, other points and we'll say, I'm so anxious. I feel really anxious. All of this anxiety. And I might ask questions like, is there a place in your body where you're feeling really anxious right now? What does that sensation feel like? And then we could use those words. I feel this tightness in my chest. I feel anxious and I have this tightness in my chest. And then you, you know, you continue to tap, the practitioner continues to ask questions. Does that remind you of, of anything or okay. any thoughts coming up? Sometimes, you know, it could be something that makes sense to you, like, oh yeah, I have this project I'm doing at work and it's really overwhelming. So then you could tap on that. Sometimes what happens though is like a memory pops up from the past oh. of something that happened in your childhood. And then our mind has a hard time wrapping wrapping itself around that. It's like, uh, that's not related to why I'm feeling anxious right now you know like that doesn't make sense to me but I will promise you that when memories like that come to the surface there's a reason for it and there's definitely some sort of connection with why you're feeling the way that you're feeling now it might not make sense but give yourself that gift of exploring it so then we can talk about that memory that comes up and see where see where it goes and so it's very much an organic unfolding mm -hmm. and I'll say this too like the with tapping, we focus on where we are in the moment. So we focus on the fact that I'm feeling really anxious. And sometimes people will ask me, well, if we're tapping on the points and saying, I'm so anxious, I'm so anxious, all this anxiety, like, doesn't it seem like we're making it worse? We're making, yeah. you know, like tapping it in, we're tapping in the anxiety. And it's no, it's, it's allowing ourselves to acknowledge it and hold space for it and really feel it. Because a lot of the times we don't let ourselves do that. We shove that stuff down mm -hmm. and we distract ourselves with something else and then we power through. And so mm -hmm. this is this practice of allowing ourselves to really feel that feeling, feel the anxiety, feel the anger, feel the sadness, whatever the feeling is that you haven't been allowing yourself to feel. And mm -hmm. then we slowly and organically will move towards that better feeling. So it's kind of the opposite of you know, just saying a positive affirmation because if you're feeling really anxious, you can recognize that and sure, you could say like, I feel life is grand and easy breezy. Everything's great, <laughs> right? Like you could say that, but that's yeah. not how you're feeling. So there's a disconnect. Yeah. With this, we just slowly are moving towards that better feeling until we get to that place where it feels authentic and true. Okay. Oh, okay. So the, it sounds like the benefit of working with a practitioner, like someone like you, is that they can work through whatever they they need to work through, which will have the benefits of having the emotional freedom um, technique, opposed to me going to looking at YouTube, I'm just tapping on points, but yet I'm not really digging deeper. Yeah, I mean, I do think that like YouTube can be very helpful for beginners in learning where the points are, but even and I, you know, and I make lots of YouTube videos, too, but I always like to caveat it with if the words that I'm saying aren't resonating with whatever it is that you've got going on 
mm-hmm. pause it and see if you can come up with words or phrases that really resonate with you. Okay. Um, and I think the added benefit of working with a practitioner is just having that outside set of eyes, a different set of pr- perspective, and then also having somebody to hold that space for you as you move through the move through the process that can be really helpful and powerful too. Okay. So uh, this is cool. So we're sitting down and you're like tapping your head, tapping your hands, tapping your face. Are there other points like a, it's like this area we're focusing on with on this this video do are there other points like do you tap your knees and tap your feet like do you tap other parts of your body so all of the points that are part of the protocol are on the upper part of the body um i do like to share some additional points just that are not typically part of the protocol because sometimes you know if you're out somewhere and you're feeling really anxious you might not want to be tapping on your head and having people look at you and being like, what the heck is she doing? And so there are other points that I do like to share. So there's points at the uh, at the fingertips. So if you just take your index finger and thumb on either hand and then just squeeze at the bed of the nail on any finger, um, what's happening is that this, you know, because there is science, I, I briefly mentioned that there is science behind this. So what's happening is that as we tap on any of these points, it's sending a message to the amygdala in the brain. And the amygdala is the part of the brain that controls fight or flight, right? That's the part of the brain that's there to protect you in those situations where you need to run away, you need to fight back. Mm-hmm. And in those situations, cortisol pumps through the body. Cortisol is the stress hormone. So when we're tapping, what's happening is it's sending a message to the amygdala and saying that the amygdala does not need to be creating all of this cortisol. And Mm -hmm. so I use this, for those that are watching this on YouTube, I use what's called the hand model. So I'm making a fist with my hand and my Mm -hmm. thumb is inside my fist. And I pretend that the the knuckles of my hand are the front part of my head, my forehead. And that's where our prefrontal cortex is. That's where we make our good sound decisions. So information comes up the brainstem to the prefrontal cortex where we make those good decisions. Now, the amygdala, which I'm pretending is my thumb inside of my fist here, when that alarm starts to go off, right, the information's coming up the brainstem and that alarm goes off and the information can't get to the prefrontal cortex because now those fingertips are gone flipped, right? They flipped up. So we call that flipping your lid. So it's those situations where you're so overwhelmed, you're so stressed out, you can't even think straight. And that's because you can't, you can't access that part of the brain because the amygdala is firing. So when we're tapping, what's happening is that the amygdala the message is coming to the amygdala and saying, hey, amygdala, you don't need to be creating all of that cortisol. And then slowly the prefrontal cortex is coming back online. So now you can make those good sound decisions again. And the studies have shown that that the tapping can reduce the amount of cortisol by up to 43%. And that's a really, really big number. So, you know, I always tell people, even if you think, even if you think this is like hocus pocus, if you know where any of these points are and you find a point that you like for whatever reason, um, know that in those moments of feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you could just come to that point and apply some light pressure, take some deep breaths and you'll feel better. And the fingertips are great because you, you know, nobody knows what you're doing. It looks like you're fidgeting. And so yeah. it's really helpful, particularly at doctor's appointments, right? Where somebody's yeah. telling you something and you're trying to focus, but you can't think straight, take some deep breaths, squeeze those fingertips. You'll feel better. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I feel like I had like a couple of questions all from what you- Sorry, I was kind of wrong. I kept on going. <laughs> what you would say, well, you just mentioned the cortisol and the cortisol is also known for like when you're having that stress and anxiety, it, it, it contributes, what well, I hear it contributes to like weight gain and like, you know, and big belly and all that type of stuff. Um, doing, if you're, if you're focusing on the cortisol and, and doing the points, do people see weight loss from it as well too? Yeah, you can definitely use tapping to, to help with weight loss or to help with cravings. So, you know, if you're someone like me who loves to binge on some chocolate <laughs> at the end of the day, right? It, and a lot of the time it's like, you don't really need the chocolate, right? It's just like yeah. that urge to have it. If you That's tap crazy. on it to reduce that craving, get that down, and then you feel a little bit more calmer and in control, and then you're not eating it. And then, you know, you have that added benefit of losing some weight too. Yeah. So do you say, I'm craving the chocolate? I'm because you have to you have to face it. I'm craving yeah. chocolate. I really want this chocolate. Like, what are you saying to yourself? Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Okay. So you, you would say like, even though I really want the chocolate, I want to rip that bag open. I'm seeing if I can reduce the craving, right? Like, I really yeah. want the chocolate. And so you can I, when I do that, it's like, okay, I'm going to go into it with the mindset of I'm going to tap for five minutes. I'm going to see if if I really still want it. And so the other thing that I didn't mention with tapping is that we give ourselves a number. So whether it's like the desire for the chocolate or the level of anxiety that we're experiencing, we give ourselves a number on a scale of one to 10 of how intense it is. And then as we go through the tapping process, we're continuing, continuing to check in with that number to see how it's reducing. And mm -hmm. so when, after you do a couple rounds of tapping and you, you check in and you say, okay, I feel a little bit calmer. Maybe it's not really the chocolate that I want. You know, there, um, yeah. there was a video that I, that I saw of a woman who had this, she loved Coke, right? She just loved soda. She would drink, she was drinking excessive amounts, like liters of, of soda a day. Mm -hmm. This was at a, this was at a tapping event. They invited her up on stage and they asked her, you know, how bad she, they put a Coke in front of her. Like, how bad do you, do you want to drink that right now? She really wanted it. And, mm -hmm. um, and so they're like, oh, I didn't drink it. What do you like about it? So she's describing, she like, I loves the, the burn of the bubbles and, you know, just makes her feel good. So then they start tapping through the whole process and how she loves it so much. And then they, the practitioner asked the question of what, what does it make you think of? And she says, oh, it makes me think of uh, summers at my grandmother's house, sitting on the porch, drinking, drinking Coke with her. And so she had uh, had this association with drinking Coke, with feeling this love from her grandmother. And so once they kind of unpacked that and continued and can continue to tap on it, and she had this new awareness of oh, it's not really the Coke that she's craving. It's that feeling of love from, from her grandmother that that's yeah. she's calling to. And so by the end of this whole tapping session, they asked the woman, do you want to take a drink of the soda now? And she's she was like, no, I really don't. They're like, well, take a drink anyway. And so she takes a sip of it and she's like, oh, it burns. Like it was like, it wasn't the same, <laughs> you know. different experience. Feeling. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it just, again, it's like creating those new pathways. So you start to think about things differently. And then if, if you know, it feels differently and all of that. Wow. Emotional freedom techniques. So now we're, now we're addressing, when we're tapping, we're addressing what the issue is at that point. 
do we ever like if we like like she came you know came over the soda like oh that do does she still go back just to make sure she doesn't get back to that craving again saying I'm grateful that I done gave up that coke I'm grateful that I gave up. <laughs> like uh, is she saying that does it ever get to a positive like you know place of talking or is it just constantly staying in the place of addressing the issue so we're we're addressing the issue and then we are moving towards that positive. So if if it feels true and to say like I I don't really want it right now. Oh, that's weird. I don't really want that coke right now. That okay. feels good. I feel like I'm more in control. It's, you know, something something shifting here. You can absolutely use the positive words. The the key is only using the positive words when that really feels true to you. So it's okay. moving, like, yeah, moving from that negative to the positive. So as a practitioner, you're questioning them and helping to like dig deeper. Like, you know, if she was doing the freedom technique by herself at home, she wouldn't be like, well, you know, asking all those deeper questions. Um, now, can we pre-prepare ourselves knowing, okay, I'm about to go tap. Should I just write me a list of questions so I can keep digging <laughs> deeper? Or like- <laughs> I think it's, I think it can be really- I find it more helpful to kind of just go into it with an, an open mind and, and see where the thoughts go, because the thoughts are always going to go somewhere. It's like this connecting of the dots and you never really know where that next dot is. Um, so just being being mindful of, of what you're feeling physically and then what you're what uh, you're feeling emotionally and then where where the mind goes and then just coming up with the phrases based on that. Okay, cool. So, okay. So we know um, we want to do tapping. Like if we're definitely in the state of like, you know, anxiety, we got like, let me take my techniques out my purse and start using these. And then also um, if they have an appointment with a practitioner, like, oh, it's Thursday at two. I do my tapping today. But do we also do tapping as like a part of our daily routine? Like how often should we do it? Like, and so on. Yeah. I would say the more, the better, the more that you practice tapping on a, on a regular basis, the easier it's going to be to implement in those situations where you're feeling really overwhelmed and stressed and stressed out. And it can be a really wonderful self-care practice of just allow at the end of the day or in the morning, you know, whenever you can make time for it, there's no like right time to do it or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it could simply be, you know, speaking and tapping out loud about what happened that day. Right. So Maybe there was something where your boss said something to you and it made you feel a certain way. And you could just tap and talk and say, I can't believe he said that to me. Who does he think he is? He should, you know, go whatever, you know, say, saying however it is you feel, whatever's coming up as if you're like calling a friend and telling them about your day, you can just tap and talk and doing so is helping to release some of that energy. So we're not holding on to it. Um, and even just a couple minutes a day is going to be is going to be beneficial for you. It doesn't have to be like you have to sit down for an hour and do this a couple of minutes and you'll be more likely to utilize it in those times when you really need it. Yeah, and I guess you'll just get better and better over time with the 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 um the language you're speaking with yourself and understanding how to get through, you know, this conversation, but we're pretty much having a conversation throughout the whole tapping experience. Mm -hmm. And the tapping experience is only about 5 minutes. Yeah. When you're, if you're, you don't, it doesn't have to be five minutes. You could do it for longer, you know, and it's, it's, it's really dependent upon like, if you are feeling, um, you know, intensely and any intense emotion, you want to tap until that number comes down to a more comfortable number. Um, and so sometimes, 
it can just be a couple minutes and sometimes we need to do it for a little bit longer. Okay. So um, I know we're going to practice a little tapping on me in just a moment, but I did, I did look on YouTube and I started doing some um, tapping mm -hmm. and I felt like, now I can't remember what part I felt. Maybe I was underneath my eyes and or underneath here. When I started doing it in one particular area, I started to feel like a tingle or a different sensation that I didn't um, feel in the other areas. The other areas felt normal, but actually in like one hand, it felt kind of normal. The other hand, I felt more sensation. Mm -hmm. When you feel like a sensation or a, high, a higher vibrational tingle, that's kind of like, oh, that feels different. Mm -hmm. Is that of any concern? No, it's not of any concern. It might just be, you know, and if it's a, a sensation that you like, it might be like, oh yeah, I like that point. I don't know why it just feels different. And that's mm -hmm. going to be my go-to point. Um, and then, you know, with physical sensation too, if it's, if, you know, if, if there's other things that are going on in your body, if you're tapping on this one point and then you're really noticing another sensation in another part of your body, yeah. that's just an indicator of, you know, let's give attention to that area and we can get as specific as we can when we're using our words. That's another important factor is tr really trying to get as specific as possible. You can start off at a go global level like we talked about. And as we continue to tap, you want to get as specific as possible to get to the root of what's really going on. Okay. So I'm having shoulder pain. Okay. I, I don't have an uh, an accident or something happened to me in okay. reference to the, to the shoulder pain. Um, I've done uh, last year, like I, I did like this time last year, I was doing physical therapy for X amount of months. I mean, there wasn't any different. And actually, it was on one shoulder, and now it shifted to the other shoulder. And when it shifted, I said, this is deeper because I was like, before, did I do something? Like, was I in yoga? Like, like I'm like, I was just thinking I must have did something and just didn't know it. But when it shifted to the other, I was like, wait a minute, this is this is deeper than this. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say that, and that's common, right? So if we call that chase with tapping, sometimes you start off and it might be, the pain might be in one shoulder and then mm -hmm. it moves to the other shoulder, right? While, while yeah. we're tapping. And we call that chasing the pain. Mm -hmm. And you want to, again, you want to get as specific as possible. And we can definitely, you know, dive in and, and do this with the words that we're using to describe the pain. Is it like a pointed pain? Is it a sharp pain? Is it a throbbing pain? And mm -hmm. then when it moves, you do the same thing. But when it moves like that, to me, that is almost always, I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, there's an emotional, there is a strong emotional component with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, um, at the top of the year, I did um, start going to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, it, so I'm, I'm working through the adjustments. I mean, I, I haven't necessarily seen any difference as of yet, but I understand with everything it, it takes, it takes time. But then I guess he, it, from the, the chiropractor's um, point of view, it's like, he saw like, I guess, whatever it's when you have shoulder pain, it's in your neck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess he was like, oh, my neck is, I guess, tilted in this amount of angle, whatever the case is. And because of that, then that's why the nerves, are, you know, when I do certain things, I feel the, the pressure of the nerves. So the, the point is to kind of get, get the adjustment so we can get the spine and the neck back in, back in line. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I am, I'm open to 
all techniques because I'm I know it's deeper than like I it's not like oh I fell off a bike and my shoulder got like dislocated right. <laughs> so I'm like oh do we got something deeper going over here because especially when it switched I was like what are you telling me spirit <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when with shoulder pain too it's like uh, yeah, because I've dealt with that too. A lot of the time, you know, we hold our our stress a lot of the time in, yeah. in our shoulders, and when we hold that stress, then the muscles get real tight. And so when the muscles get tight, that impacts the way that the bones are, right? So then it's it's also you know figuring out other ways of releasing some of that stress and and tension in the body, which can also aid in in the healing process for sure. Yeah, yeah, because I know someone else, like uh, someone else I had a podcast with, and she was definitely into the quantum. Like she was like, oh yeah, she was like shoulder. She was like, you, she was like, you, you feel like you have the weight of when you're you're, you're holding the the world on your shoulders, which would be from the emotional point of view that you know you're saying as well too. And it could be a combination of both my neck and shoulders, whole lot of alignment, <laughs> and then the, you know whatever the case is. So yeah, so is there a particular um? technique that I would work with on a daily basis to kind of work through the the shoulder pain yeah yeah I mean well we can just do a little bit of tapping if you want and yeah I think it's just it's acknowledging what comes up and what comes up from day to day might be different for you right so like yeah. when we talk about you know one day it's like oh it's just like a nuisance it's annoying and then the next day it's like maybe it's really limiting in your ability to do certain things. And, um, you know, so what, and the, there's emotions attached to that. That's frustrating. Maybe it makes you feel angry or whatever is coming up and that can be different from day to day. So using whatever words feel right to, to tap and, and talk and, and I'll be curious to see how, it, how it shifts for you. Yeah. It's the most annoying in, um, in yoga class because I can't, it's like, I can't clasp my hands behind my back. And, and, they, and then my, I was in Pilates yesterday and the teacher, he called me out because like, it was like, they, you know, they, they, they bridged up and, um, he was like, and clap your hands underneath your, you know, um, you, you know, your back. And so then he came, I was in the back of the room. He was like, Oh, you, just because you're in the back, you can't be cheating and stuff. Oh, like that's that. terrible. Like, oh no. I can show the issue. There, there's I can't clasp my hands underneath here like oh as a yoga teacher that makes me mad like uh, would, oh yeah yeah he was a, he was a Pilates teacher but I, I when I said it to him I, he definitely I think I, I felt the energy like he learned the lesson like I can't call people you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like because you never know what someone's issue is and in yoga of course we know that you know we honor people wherever they wherever they're at it's not like okay everybody get it together you know make yourself a pretzel make, yeah like get yourself into a pretzel or something. yeah it's like you know you're gonna honor what people at and you don't know what their story is it's like okay I don't care what you think I look like I physically is like I can't like because right. that, that pinching is like no no mm. you're not going no further you gotta listen to your body yeah totally. exactly so yeah right. so let's see and <laughs> What do I do with the tapping? All right. So basically I tell people it's like a, it's like Simon says, so you tap where I tap and then you repeat after me. Mm -hmm. And so my job is always to kind of reflect back the things that you say. So if I ever say anything that doesn't really jive with how you're feeling or it's not hitting, we can change the words. You can just stop me or you can just change the words yourself to something that feels more in alignment. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So it's your right shoulder. Again, it, currently it the, the most pain is in the um the right shoulder, but the left is it's better than it was last year. But it's but I do also get a <laughs> a steroid shot there. But um, okay. but 
<laughs> but the right one is definitely the piercing pain when I do those movements. Okay. And how, um, how does it feel right now on a scale of one to 10 with like it bothering you 10 being the most bothersome? When I'm sitting here and just talking to you, yeah, just right. absolutely no pain. If I need to go hook my bra, that's, that's a different story. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so it's like moving the, moving it back like that. Yeah. It's going back. It's definitely. Mm -mm, so is that like, like a 10 if you try to do that or is that? Yeah. It's like a good solid. Um, is it like a, a, a seven for like, like getting, like getting dressed is like a nuisance. Like, oh. Uh, yeah. Or if I have a tight jacket on, I'm like, oh, take, help me take this off my shoulder. Cause I can't like, like yeah. I'll ask someone to like pull the sleeve for me. Mm, okay. And how would you describe the sensation? It, it's, it's pinching. pinching. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, the, I feel the nerves like pinching. Like it just, it's like a complete restriction. Like it makes me stop like, oh, nope. Can't go any further. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's not necessarily, let me just push through. It's like, nope, stop. Yeah. Uh, okay. Frust so it's definitely frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're going to tap on the pinky side of the hand and um, it doesn't matter for those that are listening. It doesn't matter which hand you tap with. I tend to tap with my right hand onto my left because I'm a righty, but you can do it either, either way, or you could switch back and forth if you like to. Okay. So we're going to do the set setup statement. So even though I have this pinching feeling in my right shoulder, even though I have this pinching feeling in my right shoulder, and it's really frustrating. And it's really frustrating. <laughs> I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even though I have this pinching feeling in my right shoulder. Even though I have this pinching feeling in my right shoulder. And it really bothers me when I'm getting dressed. And it really bothers me when I'm getting dressed. I'm open to seeing if tapping will help. I am open to seeing if tapping will help. Even though I have this pinching feeling in my right shoulder even though I have this pinching feeling in my right shoulder. And I've been dealing with this for how long now? Like two years now, I feel like. It first started on the other shoulder and now it's on this one. So yeah, it's like a, a two years. And I've been dealing with this for two years. I've been dealing with this for two years. I'm honoring all of my feelings. I'm honoring all of my feelings. And then we're gonna move to the crown of the head, right in the center of the head. This pinching feeling in my shoulder. This pinching feeling in my shoulder. Coming to the eyebrows. It's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. Sides of the eyes. This pinching feeling is really frustrating. This pinching feeling is really frustrating. Under the eyes. I've been dealing with it for two years now. I've been dealing with it for two years now. Under the nose. This pinching feeling in my right shoulder is so frustrating. This pinching feeling in my right shoulder is so frustrating. And then come into the chin crease. It's, it's very restrictive. It's very restrictive. And then come into the collarbone. This pinching feeling in my shoulder is very restrictive. This pinching feeling in my shoulder is very restrictive. And then we're going to go under the arm on the side of the body, like the center of the bra strap. This pinching feeling is very restrictive. This pinching feeling is very restrictive. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> My watch. <laughs> very much. Sorry, responding. <laughs> and then the back of the hand between the pinky and the ring finger. This pinching feeling is really restrictive. 
this pinching feeling is really restrictive. And then just pause there. I like to bring my hands onto my chest and take a nice deep breath in. And then let it go. How did it feel doing that first round of tapping for you? Um, I definitely felt like it was, um, I felt like I was moving energy. I can't mm -hmm. say that. Like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, the residue of like me tapping. Uh -huh. <laughs> Um, we tapped on our arm so long. I almost felt like my arm was like getting like, oh my goodness. You know how you have a weight in your hand? It's like, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> down, like, okay. <laughs> like, am I getting weak here? <laughs> um, um, but I feel like that, you know, I activated something. I can say that I can feel the energy in my body moving. Okay. All right, cool. Now, is there anything that was going on in your life two years ago when this pain started? You know, the, 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 I think the pain was very subtle, kind of like maybe like your your ankle, like when it started, it was just almost like, it was like, oh, did that, did I feel something when I did that? And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. it just kept building and building and building. Um, it, it, and then kind of going back to the chiropractor, um, I don't know if the, sh the neck thing has always been in place, because even when I was able to clasp my hands in my back, I would never be like, I would clasp it, but I would, and you know how people would be reaching their hands, like almost like to the middle of that. I was never that person. I would look around and sometimes I'll be looking, I'd be like, you're a newbie, not judging you're a newbie, right. like you can barely hold these poses, but your arms are like stretching over. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm over here with barely moving it past my, my butt. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of almost feel like, um, the, 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 the neck thing kind of made sense to me. And even like with, um, like shoulder stand, you know, like, a, mm. I'm like, um, I've never been able to do a plow. Yeah. I, I probably have done it when I was a child, but like, it's always, it's like, I can't like, my neck is in the way. I always say like, I'm just neck or even Pilates, like people be sitting there straight up with their necks. I'm like, my neck hurt. I can't hold my neck up. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of wonder if like this neck thing is like out of, you know, out of alignment because mm -hmm. when I look back to all the movements that I kind of needed the, the neck, I kind of think like that may have been an issue, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. But like, there wasn't any like, you know, anything else like personally that was going on in your life when you noticed the pain, like any. I mean, I think anything, the, I don't know, life situations or anything like that. I mean, I think it was um, just before COVID maybe um, mm -hmm. around or well, maybe okay. that's when I started noticing the, um, the pinching. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Just, yeah, just curious, just curious. Yeah, I mean, I feel like life was lifing. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, it wasn't was like, you know, candies and like, you know, butterflies. I feel like life was lifing, but I think, I, you know, I, I think, you know, well, that may be the opposite of the tapping. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, we pushed through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we pushed through, so. Yeah, um, why don't we tap a little bit on that? Like, even though it started off and it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the pain wasn't that bad. It wasn't that noticeable. Yeah. It got, it's gotten a lot worse. Yeah. It's definitely noticeable. Now. Yeah. So you want to do another, a full, another round? Hi. I mean, whatever you, um, <laughs> yeah, we can do it. Let's do one more round and see what whatever happens. You think. So even though when I first noticed the pain, it wasn't that bad. Even though when I first noticed the pain, it wasn't that bad. It's gotten really restrictive over the last two years. It's gotten really restrictive over the past two years. 
And it's really frustrating me. And it's really frustrating me. Even though I've been dealing with this since before COVID. Even though I've been dealing with this before COVID. And it's super frustrating. And it's super frustrating. I'm honoring this feeling of frustration. I'm honoring this feeling of frustration. Coming to the top of the head. This pain has been really limiting. This pain has really been limiting. Coming to the eyebrows. This pinching pain has been really limiting. This pinching pain has really been limiting. Sides of the eyes. It's really frustrating me. It's really frustrating me. Under the eyes. I can't clasp my hands the way I want to in yoga class. I can't clasp my hands like I want to in yoga class. Under the nose. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Do you feel like the frustration that you, do you feel that frustration in your body too? I feel limited. Limited? I feel very limited. I, um, and I feel like, you know, I was ready to really grow my yoga practice more. And I feel like there's a lot of limitation without having the mobility of my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a fear of, of hurting yourself more? No, I don't think it's a fear. Um, but I just, uh, you know, I don't think it's a fear, but I, it, it was humbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was humbling um, because I really feel like when I st- when I walked into the yoga practice a few years ago, you know, I feel like I, you know, I rapidly I, like I went from like being like, oh, a complete newbie and then like rapidly like grew within a year of my practice. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, wow, like if I keep moving at this pace and now I almost feel like I'm almost at the beginning again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, this is humbling, you know, mm-hmm. Um the the my practice because I really feel like you know I I feel like you need these shoulders for a lot (laughs) yeah it's it's very um limiting and I almost feel like it's weak I'm weaker now without the the, um the mobility of the 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 shoulders Mm, okay I think there's something there with this like it makes me feel weaker does that bring up other emotions for you when you say that no I I I don't think so. Okay. I do feel like you would have a, a long practice. <laughs> How long are your practitioner? Um, Session. Typical sessions are about an hour. Okay. Cause I feel like, yeah. Cause I feel like you would have to dig deeper than this, mm-hmm. like <laughs> 10 yeah. minutes of practice yeah. on, the, <laughs> on, the, um, on the podcast. Yeah. And I, you know, sometimes I say, maybe I needed the humbling, maybe, you know, even though I don't think I was cocky or anything like that. But um, sometimes I felt like God was like, oh, God, are you humbling me? Tell me to slow down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know? Well, I think that's true. I think when when our body speaks to us sometimes, you know, it's like mm-hmm. knowing when we need to slow down and knowing when when it's just a form of resistance for whatever reason and that it's okay to push forward and having to be the, the ability to discern between the two and and yeah, slowing down is okay because I think a lot of the time society is like that's not okay, right? Like you have yeah. to you have to keep going, you have to pe- keep pushing. So, um, yeah, everything that you were saying about like the hum- it being humbling and maybe a sign to a sign for you to slow down, like that would be that would be something that I would want to explore more. Yeah, you know, we want to continue with this, but you can just pause there and take a deep breath. 
And just notice if there's, I know you said just like, you know, sitting there, you don't really feel the pain, but um, I don't know if there's anything else that you notice after doing a little bit of more of that tapping. Yeah, you know, like I said, the tapping, I just, I feel like I, like I still feel myself tapping my like under mm -hmm. eyes, like you feel like, you know, those little leftover um, sensations, but I do see how you speaking someone, asking them these questions, how they, you know, but I feel like you can't do it in 10 minutes. I feel like yeah. you definitely have to, you know, dig deep, you know, phoning mm -hmm. it to, um, so I do see how there, this can be very beneficial to allow a person because then they probably compress all of it. Mm -hmm. And then you you have to bring it back up for them. They have to <laughs> yep. you have to bring it out. And then I guess, so once they bring it up and bring it out and they're addressing it, do they start to see a shift in? Like if they're dealing with headaches or something, then that's when they start to see the shift once they were able to free themselves of this information that they didn't even know they were compressing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was a lot of my personal story of when I was first introduced to this, because my stress and anxiety was so bad. And that was manifesting itself as really bad uh, flare up of TMJ. And um, in my first tapping session that I had with a practitioner, we tapped when I found this out that this could help with pain, I was very intrigued by that. Mm -hmm. And um, as we continued to tap on how frustrated I felt that I couldn't eat certain foods and all of this was mm -hmm. happening, um, all sorts of different emotions came up, but anger and resentment uh, were two were two big ones. And once that became clear, and I was able to, you know, create that awareness around that and continue to tap by the end of the session I had gone from an eight to a two on the pain scale which totally blew my mind and that was in enough the same session uh-huh in one session and wow. I, and, that, and I will say that that's not always typical right that was that's not you know something that happens for everyone um but when that happened for me it became abundantly clear that this pain that I was experiencing had a lot of emotional uh, components to it because I had been doing all sorts of things to try and help the pain, you know, from going to the dentist and wearing, the, uh, putting in a night guard and doing massages and putting uh, peppermint oil and all sorts of yeah. things not eating certain foods and none of it was really moving the needle but then I tap on all this anger and resentment that I didn't even know was really there yeah I found I had a big shift and that's not to say that like it was gone for forever but I have not had a flare-up like that since so yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, I definitely, I, I definitely feel like if we was in the session, we can probably dig deeper and then also yeah. on the podcast. And it's like, I'm not going to be going all the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, too, feeling comfortable, like feeling. Yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. It has a place. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but we kept tapping, I guess, in this, this general area. So this uh -huh. is kind of like where a person wants to kind of like go with their tapping, like in this this generation. Yes. Yeah. So, those are all points of the protocol. Yeah. Those are all the points that were there any points that we didn't touch? No, that was all, those are all the points that are, that are in the protocol. But like I said, there's, there are additional points on the body, like the fingertips that aren't necessarily ones that you always do, but if you like, you can incorporate, you know, you can incorporate those in uh, uh -huh. as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's good. Okay. And then any, at any age, anyone can tap. So you can tap with your kids and all that. Yeah. Type of oh yeah. I, I can't, and the littler one, the younger ones really like it. I think it's, they think it's fun. I've, I'll, I've done it with my kids. I've taught um, workshops for parents with, with their kids to, to um, help them tap. 
but it can be it can be a really powerful tool to get that energy moving and and you know sometimes kids have a really hard time of verbalizing how it is that they're feeling and yeah. uh, sometimes the tapping in, in itself can be enough to help get things moving yeah oh, beautiful beautiful so okay this has been amazing i thank you so much for opening the door of tapping to me and my audience and now we really have like i think a thorough clear understanding around what tapping is um i mean definitely share with everyone your contact information i mean i'll have it in the show notes and stuff like that because i'm assuming you do everything virtually for like an hour like you said a yeah. session like an hour so someone to help someone kind of push the needle with like addressing in that that pain and so on yeah so my website is mindshiftwithlauren.com and you can also find me on instagram at, uh, if you just search for mind shift with lauren and i have a free master class that you are more than welcome to join it's um it's about an hour and goes into a lot of detail but, but with the science and there's a whole tapping practice that can you can walk through and you can access that by visiting mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass amazingness so i can't let you leave yet okay. uh, because i have to ask you what does becoming unique mean to you uh, to me, that simply means aligning with my aligning with my higher self and following the following the soul nudges, those little taps from the universe and um, and really listening, listening to myself, getting quiet and listening to myself. Beautiful. Aligning with yourself and getting quiet. I love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. You have been nothing but amazingness. I thank you for showing up for the Becoming Unique podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lauren, for coming on to the Become a Unique Podcast to like school us on emotional freedom technique. Um, definitely very informative, definitely new information for me. So I am so happy that I have yet another tool in my tool belt to work with to work you know it, it's just amazing like it doesn't hurt to have all of these tools to allow us to vibrate higher you know the subtitle on my book is you hold the key to your life's journey and I am such a true believer in that like there we have so much power within our own hands and and to understand this to understand that we can take techniques free techniques and use them within our lives like this to me is just so powerful so so powerful and one of the quotes i love when you know better you have the opportunity to do better um so with me sharing so many tools and stuff on this podcast um it's allow like we, now we have the tools now we have the information like now we have it it may or may not work for you but you have these tools to see if this is another pathway you can go through within your journey within your healing journey but yes, this episode was lengthy, so I'm not going to chat myself up in too much. But don't forget, there will be another podcast coming at you on Sunday. So make sure you're tuned into that. And make sure you're tuned into the Becoming Unique um, products, such as the books. <laughs> the books and the journals. Be sure to check on, on the Amazon page. And yeah, I'm not going to hold you guys up too long. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing week. And I will see you on Sunday. Bye.